and welcome everyone to episode six of Radio Free Tote Bag. I am one of your hosts, Arthur. And I am also one of your hosts, Donovan. <laughs> I stumbled all over that shit. How you been? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we we tried to record an episode last Sunday. Well, did record an episode last Sunday, and then we were going to do another one that week. And uh, I know I at least just hit a good little spiral of depression. I don't know about oh, you, but oh. so it's, it's been some time. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been more than one week. It's the longest we've gone without recording uh, since we started this enterprise. And, yeah. Uh, damn, I'm getting so withdrawals. You're, 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 uh, you're a little low. Is Was there something that precipitated this, or are you just, is your serotonin fucking with you? Uh, that's a good that's a good question there's a couple a couple little things going on but i think in general it was just one of those multiple day low energy you know you you get back from work and you're just like oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna lay in bed a whole lot very low energy person oh yeah it's not it's not great low energy and just bleh not even actively sad necessarily, just bleh. Oh, I love that empty, you know, that feeling you get where you're just like, I don't I don't really feel anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I describe it as stale sometimes. <laughs> That's good. You just feel stale. I fucking like, love that. Uh, yeah. I feel like you've been, uh, they took you out of the package and they left you out for a few days. Exactly. Speak, exactly. Speaking of stale, do you want to know how my ex-girlfriend used to eat peeps? Stale. <laughs> she used to take peeps. They go stale. Yeah, they do. They get hard. She would take them out of the package and then she would age them. <laughs> fucking Hell weird. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I'm imagining like a whole cellar set up with vintage peeps <laughs> from across the easterns long pa- easters long past. You know, they're just in various states of decompression. Do they change shape? Do you know? Uh, I feel like they if deflate. I, if I recall, they do. I think they lose some of their fluffiness as uh, they harden. There you go. That's how you. That's how you tell a good vintage peep that. And the best ones, the best ones are just one dimensional. It's just a flat kind of peep. It's, puddle. A, it's a peep wafer. Yeah. <laughs> peep, yeah. Peep wafer. That's good. Yeah. Wafer. I was uh, so I was gonna I was gonna bring up. I got a little personal question for you. Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of the depression, mm. so I feel like I feel like I have a tell with with depression, and I know that it's it's like a particularly kind of bad one. I mean, mine is that I don't if I don't do my hair, oh. and it's not you know sometimes it happens if I'm hungover and like that's fine or like you know it's the weekend and I'm just laying around and stuff. But if there's like a couple days in a row where I don't put any product in my hair, that's like my red flag. Wow. You know what I mean? I just like because that's I'm just not going outside. Clearly, you know. Do you and, ever? Su- and I love my hair. So it, yeah, it's it's a it's a downer. Do you ever surprise yourself with your tell? Like you don't realize you're depressed until you haven't done your hair for three days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. It's it's particularly bad if I don't get in the go into the office because usually you know even despite depression like I'll at least comb the shit before I go in. Right. But yeah, there'll be ones where it just hits me at like 5 p.m. and I'm I'm laying in bed. Yeah. And just like, oh, oh god, like I didn't I didn't put on pants today ever. <laughs> god, that sounds like a miracle to me. Ugh. No, god. I fucking live for no pants days. 
I, you know what I mean. That's that's nice. That's nice sometimes when it's just like a chill, you know, a well, lazy Sunday. Just have, wake up in the yeah. late afternoon, call Parnell just yeah. to see how he's doing. Hey, Parnell. Oh, damn. That's an old reference. It that's is. a good reference. <laughs> but yeah, man. Not not great when that just happens in the middle of the week. And it's extra terrible because then that perpetuates the depression. Like, the more you just sit around like that, yep. it gets worse. And then it gets increasingly harder to go do something, which would, you know, potentially swing it around a little bit. It's true. Just that. That good old downward spiral. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I'm back. I got energy this week. I'm feeling all right about this. I love it. Uh, in response got, to your in response to your question, yeah. though, uh, I kind of wear it on my sleeve. Like, uh, it's funny. Like, I'll go into work and people will be like, "Oh, watch out for Arthur," and I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I got like a fuck an, you. I got a mental disorder. Yeah, you dick. I got like an angry depression. I got like a huh. like a fucking particularly in like when I'm working. Cause then, then I'm expected to be nice, which just pisses me off. Yeah, goddamn, I I couldn't handle that in client facing stuff with the depression, man. That's got to be tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Client facing, I love that. By the way, customer, maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, twenty nine M, am sipping on uh, a juice glass full of fucking Moscato. Boom. What you got? I twenty six am am drinking an old chub. Is the name <laughs> of the beer. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I tried this for the first time. I mean, it's been a little bit. It's a staple for me sometimes now. A thick uh, chub. But I tried it because of the goofy ass name, and because it it really fits. It has it's a Scotch ale. It has just kind of a gnarly, weird sweet taste to it, and it's eight percent alcohol in a can. It's, Damn, it's quality. I yeah. get behind that. Yeah, this has always been my, I don't, I'm not feeling liquor, I don't want to drink a whole bunch of beers, but I, I need to get a buzz going as quickly as possible. Totally. Old Chub comes in. Old so. Chub. I know I've seen also, that can before. Yeah, Oscar Blues, Green yeah, Can, dog. big old Old Chub on the front. And speaking of this beer, when I went in to, to pick that stuff up with a couple of my friends, uh, I made some shitty little joke to the counter girl and she was cracking up about it and my friend was like he's got a podcast you should check it out and then she was like i seriously will like i i listen to him at here at work i'm no bored shit. as hell tonight like what's it called so i gave it to her and she's like pulls it up and he's like i'm subscribing right now so whoa if you're listening to this girl at a uh, weiss liquor store uh that was cool as hell and that made my day big ting liquor store girl yeah man good times i was pretty excited about that that's fucking cool out here connecting yeah. with the fans yeah. Yeah. You love to On see the it. ground. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you want to do? Question box or Reddit first? Let's get into one of these question box ones. Yeah. Have a little, little service for the fans. Yeah. And a friendly reminder before we get into it, we've got our uh, anonymous question box links up on social media, uh, mainly our Facebook page. I've been putting it. I'm going to keep kind of posting that every week. It's always the same link. It's anonymous. Uh, you just type your question into the box and press enter. You don't have to make an account. There's no name attached to it. Uh, and then we'll talk about it on the show. So yeah. this week we've got four of them. Uh, two of them are pretty solid Reddit style. A lot of information questions. Uh, one of them is a good general topic thing. And, and well, you'll, you'll see about the fourth one. You'll see. All right. So let's let's get right into this. 
<clears throat> All right, this is from Anonymous. I have a pretty happy, carefree, single life. Hobbies and headed to grad school for something I love and honestly don't feel like there's anything lacking currently. But as more and more of my friends pair up and get married, I wonder if I'm going to regret not making dating a priority. I'd like a partner eventually, and as a woman, 25, I do have a biological clock to think about. But Tinder dates always go one of two ways. One, I really like the dude and then wonder how he lost interest. Or two, I'm bored from the first minute of the date and happy for it to be done. Usually after a month-long spree, I get sick of swiping and would rather be doing my personal hobbies and hanging out with the friends I already have. So should I keep swiping anyway in hopes of meeting the wrong, uh, the right person? Damn, the wrong person. The yeah, right person. You will meet the wrong person. <laughs> you have slip. met them. <laughs> yeah, you will meet the wrong person many, 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 many times. And again, by anonymous from the question box. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, you do have to make it something of a priority in order to make it happen. Like, um, that whole, the whole, like, looking for love thing is sort of a tricky balancing act. Because if you're looking too hard, then you're too thirsty and you're not uh, attractive in that way. Uh, but if you're not looking at all, uh, it's just entirely up to fate to drop somebody onto you. And that's not how that shit go either. Um, no. So... You have to strike a balance between looking and not looking, and I think uh, disinterestedly swiping on Tinder is a uh, is a is a good balance there. It seems to be how the kids are doing it. Yeah, I, I've had plenty of personal experience with that, and I it can definitely get discouraging when you keep flipping through people and go out on dates, and ninety five percent of the time it's just eh, you know. Meh. And I'm sure it's even worse as a girl when there's the, uh, I'm sure, a large creepy factor in that, yeah. you know? So that's that's got to be somewhat rough. I can't but, even uh, imagine what it's like for you girls out there on the internet. It must oh, be God, fucking yeah. horrifying. Dude, I have, I have seen some messages from friends <laughs> from, from dudes on Tinder. Show Bob's it's, and Vagine. Yeah, it, it's honestly amazing. So, I, I mean, I got, the, I got the guy's perspective on this, so I don't know how much I can take that into account. Cause you know, I don't think we typically experience too many weirdos on there. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's worth it. As you said, just kind of disinterested swiping. I mean, it's, it, that's a good time. I think that's kind of the appeal of the app. And then, you know, maybe one person out of a hundred, 200, you talk to them a little bit. They're interesting and, and go get a drink with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chances are probably not going to be the one, but you know, there's a little experience for you and, and you're going out and you're, and you're doing the thing. So that's, I'm with you on just the middle of the road yeah. path. I wonder what kind of hobbies, uh, this person is into, uh, because if they're the kind of hobby that you can do, like, uh, like, uh, say you're into arts and crafts and you go to like a craft fair and you go and maybe you meet somebody at the craft fair. Like use use your interests as a way in to meet people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that kind of that filters people by itself. You know, if you're into a certain band and you go to the show, yeah, you might meet somebody there, and you've already got something in common. You're into the same the same music, or you know, a crafts fair or stuff like you said. You immediately have something in common. Whereas <laughs> Tinder, you know, 
God only knows. We both have uh, genitals, and we may want to have them touch one another for some period <laughs> of time. That's something. That's the the common interest on Tinder. I have a penis, and you have a vagina, and we're both at this Creed show, and I think this is the one. <laughs> I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. That's a song. That's an old song, and it's is it essentially a song by Creed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait this... a second. A pair of roller skates and a key. Yeah. Apparently, like there used to be, like there was a key involved somewhere along the way. Like in it, like a ignition, like a car. Yeah. Like you got to bring your roller skate keys, and you just <laughs> you just crank that before you. I got a brand new way. pair of roller skates. Start them up for me. <laughs> Put the key into the ignition. They get good fuel economy. Oh, damn, dude. Fucking damn. nailed it. Boom. Fucking original music coming out of this Original. Thing. Goddamn. Oh, hold on a second. I got a little monitor message. Mm. Okay, we're good. We're good. I don't I know. I turned the monitor off because I yelled too fucking loud there. Like, <laughs> craft I'm just fairs. too excited. I'm too excited to be out here helping our listeners. Yeah. Craft fairs, though, is that a place to meet people? <laughs> I, I was curious if that example just came off the top of your head. Or it did. You experience no, that was straight fairs. off the dome. I was thinking of, uh, of uh, you know, these these tabletop games I play, and there's conventions and shit for that, and the potential to meet people at those is is pretty startlingly high, actually. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know, craft fairs. What, are you in a macrame? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I saw her across the table gluing macaroni to this piece of paper, and my eyes just lit up. Yeah, I fucking and knew. I, could, I just knew. Uh, there was there was a spark amidst the pasta strewn across the table. Amidst the pasta yeah, and glue yeah. fumes. <laughs> mm, glue pasta, fumes. Pasta and glue fumes. That's a it's a good name for something. It is. This episode damn, of of Radio Free Tote Bag. <laughs> brought to you by pasta and glue fumes. Okay, dear God, I'm in a tangent wormhole right here. I love I had it. Something else in there I wanted to bring up too. Uh, 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 okay, two th- two things there. Uh, she brings up the age and friends pairing up and getting married and stuff, uh, which I think I think that's a common concern with people, and I, I've kind of felt that too. I'm Not necessarily the the married part. I'm not exactly you know. I don't think that's something that I need in the super near future. Yeah. But the uh, but the dating part there, you know, I was single for a good chunk of time, and I'm I'm 26, and in the long run, you know, it, it's, you're really not that not that old, especially these days, uh, in terms of like when people typically you know get into some super super long term relationship or marriage or something like that. Right. Uh, but the, yeah, I I definitely get the anxiety of of seeing people, you know. Like, oh, man, all my friends have found somebody they seem to like a lot. And, uh, like, am I never going to find somebody? Yeah, uh, I'm feeling very 30 and single at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard uh, out here for a pimp. I, I definitely I definitely get that anxiety. Uh, but also, I mean, there, there's a ton of people out there who, who have that same thought. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, she's talking about going to uh, grad school, and uh, 
let's see. What was the other thing I saw there? You're going to meet someone at grad school. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That's a big part. And two, you know, not exactly easy to go start that if you're, if you're dating somebody, you know, in a serious Mm. relationship as Mm. you're like actively planning on doing that. So I, I I just wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about that part. You'll get them. Yeah. You'll find them tiger. Yeah. And I think you're right there about being somebody in grad school. That's the same thing about something in common. And if you're in a program that you have to dedicate, you know, some serious time and money to, uh, to learn about something that you're very, very interested in, then the other people in that program are probably going to have a connection with a decent amount of those people. True. There's that, that's, that's big possibilities. True. So asked and answered. Boom. Boom. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Jinx. <laughs> All right. Jinx, you owe me a uh, juice cup full of Moscato. Is that how you said? I do. Yeah, I nice. owe you that. Right. I owe you a juice cup full of Moscato. Uh, I want to hold sh- you to that. <laughs> I want to shout out uh, a Facebook group of which uh, Donovan and I are both a part. It is called "We Are All God's Children," and he left us in a hot car. And uh, <laughs> this particular Reddit post uh, uh, comes by way of them. I saw this and immediately knew that I had to have it on the show because it came from my hot car folks. Yeah, it uh, did. So here, here's that question coming live from with you all within the hot car. That's us right. Also, in that I, I bumbled that. It's, Hit it. It's fucking sweltering. I am <laughs> I 19m. Kind of have a crush on this girl, N.A., but I think she might be my dad, 56M, in a disguise. Advice? (laughs) About three weeks ago, I was at the mall, and I saw this girl who looked kind of cute sitting by herself drinking a milkshake. I seriously never approach girls, but I don't know. I was feeling motivated and shit that day and just went for it. Since then, we've been hanging out like twice a week, usually the skate park. Here's the weird thing. She only ever wants to hang out after 8, and that's the time my dad gets home from work at. She has a long fringe and always touches her face, sort of hiding it. I thought it was a nervous thing, but no, I don't know. Maybe it's to stop me getting a good look because it's my dad. I'm beat up about the whole thing because I really like her, but I'm not sure. Something doesn't seem right. I'll answer any questions in the comments if you need more info. Thanks. That was posted by Louis FR. (laughs) Rammed in the asshole by my... Long fringe hair, skate park frequenting, dad, girl crush. Dad, girl by crush Chuck costume. Tingle. Shouts out to Chuck Tingle. Shouts. Yeah. Are you familiar with Chuck Tingle? I am familiar with Chucky Tings. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, you know I'm a buckaroo for life. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's that's a friend of the show right there. That's a best friend, friend of the, the show. show, Chuck Tingle. Yeah. Chuck Tingle, author of uh, many Hugo Award-nominated books. At least two. Yeah, featuring anthropomorphized objects, uh, fucking strong, sexy men, I think is the general theme. This girl only wants to hang out after eight, and that's when dad gets home. So that's definitely your dad. That's how that works. Yeah. I'm fucking convinced. You need... Okay. So now we just have to figure out how to unmask this dad. Like some Scooby-Doo stuff here? Yeah. Okay. Like he just okay. I like where your head's at. And all that is part of the mask, and it was it was pops all along. There has to be a convoluted, a convoluted chase scene where you chase each other in and out of various doors. 
Uh, there it has to be in a haunted mansion and or amusement park and or high school. And it, and it needs to be stopped at some point as your stoner buddy and his uh, talking dog pop into a room, discover a uh, comically oversized sandwich, and munch that fucker down before resuming the chase. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good-ass movie premise right there. Yeah. <laughs> Something doesn't seem right. Um, yeah. Let's see. Does Does it still have the comments, even if the questions are written? Yes, it does. Yeah, questions. Comments yes. are still up there. Uh, Life is a God dream says, this sounds like paranoia. Why would your dad dress like, dress as a woman for you to pursue? How would you not have noticed in the, her behavior, the way she talks, her stature compared to your dad? And he answered, <laughs> she's super shy, and when she speaks, it's almost like a whisper. Plus, me and my dad have never been that close. He works all day, and when he gets home, he just sits in front of the television eating. <laughs> what the fuck? Life is a God dream is really, really running this person down. You live yeah. with your dad and you don't know his behavior versus this woman's, his height, his weight, his identifying marks. It doesn't matter how close you are with your dad. Surely you would notice. Remember, you pursued her. Again, why would your dad be hanging out at the mall dressed like a woman to possibly run into and pursue you? I don't know. Life is a God dream. Why are you asking so many damn questions? Why are here? you going? Why are you fucking denying me? My, man, why are you shaming this person for yeah. their uh, very, very clearly true and serious issue here? That's well, just messed up to me, man. Well, he had actually give me 30 bucks to go to the mall and get some stuff for him, and that's why I was there, and the mall's quite a small <laughs> one, so. <laughs> Dear God. Rabbits for Cats yeah. says, mental illness can start presenting at age 19. If you cannot tell the difference between your dad in a wig and a girl your own age, you do need help. Try calling your dad and talking to him. When you were on a date. See, that's okay. Good. Good. Thank you. Rabbits for cats. You're like, you're crazy. But also like, if you call your dad while you're on a date with this person and then their fucking cell phone goes off, then like, then that's the unmask. Then who was phone? Who was phone? <laughs> okay. All right. We can, we can, we, we can move on if you want, unless you got some, unless you got something else. I, I think the real question here is what possesses somebody to uh, to post this shit. <laughs> Hilarity, very active in the comments, Louis FR is. Hey, dude, yeah. I think you should see a therapist. I mean that in the kindest way possible. This seems like paranoia. Please get some help. Thank you. I appreciate your concern, and I do actually wonder if this is paranoia, but I honestly don't think so. <laughs> I'm quite easygoing about everything else in my life, and it doesn't make sense that a mental disorder like paranoia would only affect one part of life, you know? <laughs> I, I appreciate these commenters' dedication, and I appreciate Louis F.R. standing character throughout Absolutely. the duration of this. Uh, unless it's the one in a million chance that this is a real situation, and uh, then everything's fucked. God, I can't. Oh, God, I wish this was true. Me too, man. Me too. Actually, there's probably some extremely fucked up abusive situation if this literally happened. Uh, okay, so maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know if the comedy would outweigh how potentially traumatic and terrible this would be. What what motivation would a dad have to do this? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> your kids have a trouble, like getting a girlfriend and stuff, and your loving, caring dad is like, you know what? Like, 
I'm like, I'm gonna get this boy. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna head get this down boy to the, the confidence. Mall. Yeah, I'm gonna give him the confidence that he needs and deserves. <laughs> oh man! And then he brings he brings the the quote unquote girlfriend back to the house to meet his parents. Like everything's been going well, right? Mm-hmm. And then his girlfriend's like, oh, uh, so where's your dad? I haven't." And he's like, "I gotta look around for him. Normally he's watching TV, eating." And then she's like, "Well, I'm gonna run to the bathroom." And then as soon as she goes into the bathroom, like the dad pops off, you know, from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought your girlfriend was coming over. Da, 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 you know what I mean? There's like the switcheroo. That's a classic kind of movie bullshit dynamic right there, right? I was kind of hoping that you were going to say like uh, the dad's like, or the girl's like, I thought your dad was around here somewhere. And you're like, yeah, I got to look for him. And then she's like, look no further. And fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> just like it transforms into your dad. <laughs> we'll see you all along. I love you so much, son. I love you too, dad. <laughs> And then nice music plays, and for some reason everything's okay. This is a tingle book. This is a is literally check tingle. This is a tingler. Question. All right, I'm. I haven't had any particularly good bits on this. Let's get the fuck out of. (laughs) Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's (laughs) let's. Thank you, hot car. Yeah, good good work, team. Okay, back to the suggestion box. Uh. Okay, here we go. Uh, another anonymous question box question. Hi, guys. I, 26F, have been dating my SO, 28M, for six years. I recently found out that he and his family are hoarders to the point that it is a danger to them and anyone who is in their home oh. and suffer other debilitating addictions. Am I wrong for not being strong enough to handle that? I love him so much, but I'm worried that this is too much for me and will end up either ruining my life or our friendship. I am, or, or, or our relationship. Damn. Uh, I am worried that this is a lifetime commitment that I have to accept if this is the person I want, but I can't accept it. I have tried to get them slash him help and they are offended and don't think they need it. Mm. It's not my place. I get that. Should I just throw in the towel? Or is love strong enough to get through something like this? If I am being honest, I want to change him. I know that is like a nail in the coffin saying that. But can sickness like this be changed? Or should I run for the hills after all this time? Please help. Sincerely, can't commit commit to the clutter. That was like a tongue twister. Can't commit to the clutter. Can't commit to the clutter. How you know, so you, Arthur? You know, if you throw in the towel, he'll probably just put it in a stack of other dirty towels in the corner. <laughs> So you don't want to do that. Um, uh, Man. I mean, this is the kind of thing that people do get better from. People can recover from this addiction. Um, But if someone is in a a serious mental health spiral like this, it might not be the best time for them to be in a relationship. How long did they say they were together? Six years. Six years. Oh, fuck. So you're, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that if you really love this person, you have a responsibility to try to force them to get help. Uh, it can be really hard when you come from a hoarder family, but you got to like extract them from the situation. You got to, you got to be part of the deprogramming team. So have you had experience with this? Well, uh, I have a friend whose father was a hoarder and, uh, he, you know, never learned how to really keep up after a place. And, uh, 
you know, not to overstate my involvement, but uh, when he moved out to an apartment on his lonesome, he was, uh, man, this is kind of hard to talk about. Uh, he was given an eviction notice. They were like, you got to clean up your apartment or get the fuck out of here because we can't have you trash in this place. So I went over and I helped him do some cleaning. I did a little little light maintenance around the house with him. And uh, he says he's been doing better since. Uh, oh, man. So I ho- yeah, I hope that I hope that maybe it was like a good wake up call for him. Um, I think that this is the kind of thing that you that you can learn from your parents, uh, much to your detriment. Um, like I'm curious as to what kind of help you've tried to get these people. Um, like it's it's really hard to hear that you have a hoarding problem. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's fucking difficult to hear that. And it and it's never it's never going to be the kind of thing that they'll just readily readily jump to. They have to be presented with uh with like a professional diagnosis, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, help me understand this a little bit. So my understanding of hoarding is that your house is just packed to the br- like you will not throw basically anything away, like an old newspaper, magazine, et cetera, whatever. Uh, it just lays around yeah. uh, to the point that it's like literally obstructing your movement through the place. Like it's more than just having a constantly messy house or something. Yeah. And it, then it varies case to case. But then my my understanding would be that like, I don't know, kind of like I was saying with a depressive spiral earlier, like you just you you could even be aware that this is a problem, but it's so much that you're just uh, not able to do anything about it. Yeah, you literally just can't can't do something about that. Huh? Yeah, man, that's got to be tough, and I bet this is embarrassing as fuck too, because especially yeah. if they recognize, you know, how difficult. You know, or how much of a mess and how crazy that is ultimately. Um, you know, somebody asking about it, e- even if they, you know, know that it's pretty, you know, that it's a messed up thing that, uh, <laughs> you know, that you'd, you'd be super defensive about that. Because yep. at the same time, like, how the, if you're so deep down that hole, how the fuck do you, you know, do you take the action to do it? Like you were, like you were saying, you kind of need the, uh, just kind of the push or the wake up call in the right direction. Right. And then it it does take a certain amount of uh, of deprogramming. Like it's um, from what I've seen, and, and the only really the only understanding I have of uh, what works is from the television show Hoarders, um, where they'll have uh, a psychologist come in and like go through the house with them and talk to him about like, okay, so what's up with this stack of newspapers? Well, these you know these are you know it might be whatever someday like they'll have some kind of defense for it it's like when under what scenario do you imagine that you will use these newspapers ever again or read them ever again and then oh man it's essentially like the psychologist has to confront them with like create for me a scenario where this is possible yeah individually and through the items yeah and then go through each thing and yeah there's also the life-changing magic of tidying up which is sort of like the opposite uh, approach. <laughs> are, are you familiar with the life changing magic of tidying up? Is this a is this like a reference to something specific? Yeah, it's just... a book called the life changing magic of tidying up. <laughs> no, I'm not. 
where uh, you go through your space and you pick up each item and you hold it in your hands for a second and you think to yourself, does this give me joy? <laughs> and if it does not, you fucking get rid of it. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I need to do some life-changing magic right about now, actually, as I look and around. And I will say that what, what helped me pull me out of that kind of depressive spiral last week is that my place just got into a mess. And yeah, I dog. It was good. And I was like, you're on the upswing today. You've got your opportunity. Get your fucking place sorted out, and then we'll, you'll have less anxiety about that in the future. Yeah, your opportunity. Because you know? that's, that's got to be so... So goddamn oppressive, you know, yeah. especially at that scale to wake up every day. And like, this is literally something that I, there's no way that I could possibly handle this. Okay. This, this brings me the specifics of the situation though. Mm-hmm. So they've been dating for six years. I I'd assume they live together at that point. You, you would know, think pot, so, but like, possibly. maybe not. Yeah. The way she's talking about it, it sounds kind of like he might be living there, but she also says she recently found this out. So I don't think he could date somebody for six years and not know their order. He's still living there, yeah, and, and not know that. So if I'm understanding right, then this is just the family. But she says him too. Uh, maybe he has it to a lesser scale or something. I'm just trying to kind of get what the deal is here. Uh, I'm gonna offer this out to this anonymous uh question. Uh, ask her if you want to come on the show and talk about it we can do that if you want to do that if you want to reach out to us yeah definitely so and, and also in terms of personal responsibility on this I, I guess to at least give my my side of an answer here I don't think you should throw in the towel on this you've been with it for six years you only recently found out so it's not uh, doesn't sound like it's something that's overwhelming you on a day to day basis uh, but that's definitely you know a valid concern and something that's probably scary to confront if you have no experience with that uh which i don't like i'm even just thinking this through and i'm like ah god like what the hell would i do what if you uh embrace it and just start collecting bicycle chassis or something and just like stack them up all over your house fuck yeah dude if you can't beat them join them (laughs) just like deep dive that shit we'll tell you what too you come on the show we'll send you a tote bag full of uh several hundred tote bags full of assorted debris you can (laughs) screw it around your house problem solved Make your man comfortable at home. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Other point I was trying to get to. Uh, while it's good, I think, to have the impulse to talk to your boyfriend, to try to, you know, sort this out and do what you can to help, you know, ultimately this is the territory of a psychologist. You you can't put, you know, the burden of handling this on yourself because right. this is, you know, this is some serious stuff. Too big for someone who isn't trained. Exactly. So I would, you know, talk to the boyfriend, maybe see if you can get the direction them in the direction of getting, uh, you know, a psychologist involved. But, you know, you can't you can't shoulder that shit yourself. Yeah, man, it's a sad situation. I hope this works out for you. Yeah, me too, man. That's 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 just got to be real powerless feeling. Yeah. Powerless is a good weird good word for that. Yeah. Yeah, especially because you know what I mean. There's, there's certain issues with people. You know, I don't know, depression or, or you know, maybe somebody's having trouble. You know, uh, <clears throat> feeling good about their work or, or changing their career path or something like that. I feel like there's stuff like that is more common among people, and you can you know sympathize. And oh, I went through something similar. This is one of those ones where like, I'm, again, I'm saying this as myself too, like. 
I wouldn't know what the hell to do here. I have, uh, you know what I mean? This isn't something you, you encounter a lot. That's a, that's a scary out of left field challenge. Challenge is a good word for it. Um, and it's, like I said, it's not the kind of thing that's insurmountable. You just got to get someone else involved. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully your man, uh, believes you, even if you're, even if his family doesn't, um, and then, you know, maybe once maybe once he gets the help he needs, he can, you know, bring it back home and convince them. I think that's I think that's a good way of addressing it too. If you can maybe get him into some therapy, uh, or talk to him and get him in the right place first, you know. It's gonna be a lot easier as that family, I assume, if it's your son coming to you and not, you know, your son's girlfriend. Yeah. You people live like animals. That's hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great way to have a bad uh uh SOS family interaction. Yeah, bring it up at Thanksgiving. Yeah. But so overall here, uh, I think we're in agreement. Yeah. You know, this is an insurmountable. Talk to him. You got potential here and uh you know. This it's it's not something you can't beat. And right. we we sympathize with you. This sounds rough as hell. And as Arthur said, if you'd like to come onto the show and talk to us about this, we would uh, be more than happy to have you on. Hell yeah, I'd love to get an update on this. Okay, yeah. we let's let's move on to something a little a little lighter. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. All right, uh, me twenty nine M with my GF twenty seven F two years saw a weird Facebook convo. I'll make it short. GF has forgotten how to sign, forgotten to sign out of FB for my laptop. I saw an FB conversation between her and a player type dude who was a bartender at a nightclub. It nice. went like this. Do you want to read guy or girl? Hmm. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna be guy. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an obnoxious. You're gonna do guy. Sultry player type bartender. I fucking voice. love it. Okay, I'll be girl. <clears throat> All right. And a one, two, three. Hey. Let me know once you're not in a relationship anymore, or any time if you are down to meet up. Hey, smiley face. All right, smiley face. Did you see me again somewhere, smiley face? I want you, exclamation mark. Smiley face. Many have said that, but thank you, smiley face. It helps my self-esteem, smiley face. I'd bang all the self-esteem you need (laughs) into you. Smiley face with three smiles. Some of these have been multiple smiley, smiley faces. I want to point out. Haha. Yeah, sure. Dot, dot. You can't do that name. Name of person, I assume. Of course I could do that. I'd take care of you so bad. Yes, I can imagine. Smiley face. That would be good. And it will definitely happen. Winky face. Smiley face. Thumbs up emoji. I'd take care of you so bad you wouldn't be able to do anything for one full day. I'll kiss you everywhere. Smiley face! Oh boy, smiley face, smiley face. I'll be waiting, exclamation point. That's it. It seems to me that they had a previous conversation where she told him she has a boyfriend and won't be meeting him. He, however, does not give a shit and still tries to get her. There's a few issues I'd like to understand. One, I may be wrong. But I get the feeling that while she's not giving in to him, she does play with the thought of it, however. She may never agree to meet with him, but but does seem to at least fantasize about it. Two, 
I also find it weird that she'd even engage in any conversation rather than immediately blocking some stranger from the internet who flat out says he wants to fuck you. Three, what's with the... What's that thing with, but thank you, it helps my self-esteem, smiley face. Some stranger tells you on the internet that you are hot and wants to fuck you hard and you say thank you like that's a compliment? Four, a stranger is telling you on the internet that he's waiting for you to break up with your boyfriend, i.e. wishing wishing you misfortune, only so he can fuck you and you continue replying to him like a nice little girl? If some hot girl would write me wishing that I would break up with my girlfriend of two years only so that we could fuck a few times, I would take that as extremely disrespectful and selfish and rude and would immediately block her. Am I completely overreacting and she's just trying to be nice to him? I mean, it appears that during a previous convo, she did tell him that she has a BF and does not want to meet him. And that was posted by... Random 4491 TLDR, GF has weird FB convo with a random FB dude. Guy asks for sex, girl rejects, but acts weird. Weird. Uh, well, I think first off, uh, we'll see you at the Academy Awards, listeners. Yeah, well, yeah, can't wait to get up that on, was... that, on that big stage. Oh, yeah, and hold up that tiny little golden man. With the wings and the, and the thing he's holding. No, it's a golden globe, I think. Oh. Oscar's got the sword. Okay. Yeah. Does he have a sword? Yeah. He's got a little sword. Huh. How about that? So I guess we'll head. know when we have one in person. Yeah. This this is a bad situation. Yeah. This is this is not good at all. Yeah. Uh, Don't love it. If somebody if somebody sends you some sort of compliment, you know, I where did the hell did this start again? Uh the first Okay. First words, yeah. let me know if you're not in a relationship anymore or anytime if you're down to meet up. Yeah, that's that's 100% unacceptable to respond to anything, yeah. you know, with that if you're in a relationship aside from... Followed by, I no, want you, or, followed by, I'd bang all the self-esteem you need <laughs> into you. Yeah, yeah, man. No, goddamn. That's... There, there's a difference between like some light flirtatiousness. You're in a relationship. Somebody <laughs> comments on your picture, like, "Hey, you look hot." Or wow, I killed that. You something look, like that. You, know you look I mean? hot. And you're like, "Hey, thanks. I'm flattered." And that, and it's the end of that. You know, that's one thing. This is this is fucked up. Yeah, this is no good. Dear brave uh, sheep says, "Don't save her. She don't want to be saved." Isn't that a uh, who the hell is that? Oh, God damn it. Oh, man, I pl- I've recognized that lyric uh, from a rapper. I don't remember what the hell his name is. Uh, 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 whatever, Forest Hills Drive, 2016, 2015 Forest Hill Drive. What the hell is that I rapper's name? I don't know, I can't man. remember. Hold on, I'm figuring this out. We're going deep. We are. We are at 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Uh, 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 J. Cole, dear God, J. I Cole. remember that. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally a J. Cole lyric. <laughs> Word. Don't say I went and confirmed, you know, we don't give inaccurate information on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bad Wolf 34 says, there's an old saying in Tennessee, fool me once, shame on, shame on you, fool, fool me, you can't get fooled again. And that's a George W. Bush quote. <laughs> and it's accurate. A George W. Bush quote that's quoted in the J. Cole song, too. Is it? And now everyone is literally just quoting the lyrics to the fucking <laughs> J. Cole song. <laughs> good times. Oh, good that's times. good. Great country. Shout out friend of the show, J. Cole. J. Cole would not approve of this situation. No. And neither do we. No. 
Yeah, man. What the hell? You come across something like that, like I, I don't know if you can even confront and like work something like that out, man. That's fucked up. That's super unfaithful and shit. Are we, are we gonna have to bust out the air horns? I think it's time for the air horns. Dumper. Nice. Now, see, when we're recording, we don't have the air horns right on hand. Right. And uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like when you got to sneeze and you can't quite do it. <laughs> I'm literally going to feel like that until I listen to this episode after we get it set up and uh, hear those air horns. <laughs> there we go. That eh, covered it for me. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there, there's no good out to this. Uh, that's the biggest red flag of all time. Uh, go ahead and end this one. Unless, and, uh, unless... Well, no. Yeah, fuck it, Dumper. I'm standing by it. You got to get out of here. <laughs> um, no, I'm having kind of like, the, I was having that sidetrack thought of like, I don't know, man. Like maybe this girl's just trying to be nice or whatever this dude because he's fucking a creep or something like that. But I just, it's it doesn't, I don't get that read from it. It's just bad. You know? Yeah, or like they work together or see each other often or something like that. And so she doesn't want to make it weird with this dude. But I think that's a stretch on this one. This is bad. This is this is a game ender. Cheese Nomac Eight says, "I would break up with her just for those stupid smiley faces." Is she actually twenty seven? <laughs> End it. She seeks validation for anyone who will give it. Someone who respects their relationship would have shut them down. You've been together for two years. This is her real character that you're seeing. Boom. And her real character has three mouths. Her real character has like three a mouths. Triple smiley face. And is a level nine paladin. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, in that case, stick around. <laughs> yeah, you get get all those charisma bonuses to saves. It's good. It's very strong. Wow, I, I think we've I think we've about wrapped this up. Yeah, we mined that one pretty good. Yeah, in general, if you come across your partner uh, disrespecting your own relationship to this sort of degree, get the fuck out of there, man. Yep. There's no there's no saving something like that. That is absolutely heinous. Yeah, it's heinous, heinous. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to the suggestion box. Go get them. All right, so this one is just a one-sentence little general concept thing here, and it's, uh, I don't know, somewhat related to that other one, and the question is just, do you think couples can move beyond cheating? Mm. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I do think so, because I'm of the opinion that sex outside the relationship is not the worst thing you can do. I don't think it's the absolute worst thing that you could do. I'm I'm hard-pressed to think of something worse at the moment, but uh you know, I'm kind of in the I'm in the pro polyamory camp uh where I believe that uh you know, love is not a finite resource. You can give it um infinitely. You can give as many people as much love as as you can. Uh so I don't See, think it's I, the worst thing. I, I get that. I get that. On it. I can logically think that out. I, I kind of get that on some sort of level. And I think that the worst thing than that would be they're literally romantically involved with somebody else. And mm. that's, you know, emotional cheating is worse, whatever the hell. The, uh, there's there's some line in, in that regard. Uh, but my personal thing is no, I, I I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Okay, I think it's, but I also recognize that's me. I, I think that this varies very much between people. 
you know, if you're somebody like, like you're talking about, if you're okay with polyamory and all that, then perhaps you can. Uh, but at the same time, even if you're okay with that and they cheat on you without any sort of, you know, pre-talked out agreement no arrangement. or anything like that. Yeah. Then that's, it's, it's even more, you know, if you'd be okay with them having sex with other people, uh, but they lied to you and went behind your back on that. That's, that's the worst thing. It's a big compromise of trust. And, uh, I think for most people, that is, that's absolutely a deal breaker, man. Yeah. Uh, allow me to clarify. I believe in polyamory, but I suck shit at it. Like, I get super jealous <laughs> and, like, I'm just not good at it. <laughs> well, I mean, here's where I'm going to depart from, I think, what my stance is on uh, on most things in relationships and whatnot. I'd like to think I'm a pretty uh, sex-positive, very, uh, I don't know not super into the traditional fucking marriage rules, all that sort of stuff. Sure. And, uh, but I just, I've never been able to, I've never been able to grasp that, man. I think you gotta be a real certain kind of person to be okay with that. And I think that myself and, and most people I know just, just aren't, aren't like that. Right. I think that most, uh, relationship situations, you know, unless both people are very specifically from the front into polyamory, I think that most of that time that's going to be one person who's kind of pushing it on the other person. Right. And they're, you know, they're just doing what they can to keep the, keep the relationship going. And cheating, cheating is a different thing than polyamory. I yeah. Yeah. That. We definitely should clarify um, that. I just think that like, if you find someone that it works with, like I'm kind of with Dan Savage, like uh, Dan Savage says that like, uh, you know, like don't don't let somebody's dick needs <laughs> ruin like I'm paraphrasing of course uh ruin a good relationship like if you have something good with somebody and they feel like they need to step out every once in a while then maybe maybe you should learn to be okay with them stepping out I mean, again though man that's got to that's got to be agreed on beforehand i assume that's what you're saying too yeah yeah, and it, that's that's how it should optimally be, but, but the way that monogamy operates in our society, we can't we can't run it that way a lot of the time. People don't even accept the idea as a possibility. Uh, I just I just think if you're if you're going to get into a monogamous relationship with somebody, you you got to accept that that's something that you don't do. And if you if you don't feel like you know that you can do that then either be in a polyamorous relationship and talk about and settle that or mm. don't be in a relationship with somebody because that's mm. a fucking, it's a shitty destructive thing to do to somebody. Yeah. So that's my hard stance on the matter. I'm going no. I think in general you're, well, I, I'm going no unless agreed upon beforehand. If I, if I find out that somebody cheated on me, my next thought might be, hey, uh, you want to like, Call a motherfucker next time. See if maybe I can like show up and like maybe I like run the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nasty. God damn, man. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's I resp- let's I respect do, it. Let's do this last. Um, let's do this last uh, question box question. All right. Okay. So this is the one. Nearing, this is the one I didn't read to you. This we're nearing the, the close of the show. Of, uh, what's that? We're nearing the. We're we're getting close on time. Oh, damn. Damn, man. Sometimes time just flies when we're answering relationship questions. You know why? Do you know why, Arthur? Why? Because we're fucking awesome at it, and it's a great time. Yeah! Boom!
Okay. Final question box question from this week uh, that I think falls in the wheelhouse of kind of jokey ones, but uh, I don't know. I I might have some experience with this. Who knows? My body produces waste that overwhelms most toilets on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) If this is a biological aspect of my body that I cannot change, is my significant other obligated to share in the burden of regular plunging? (laughs) how say you you gotta plunge your own intense shits like if you (laughs) if all you make are fucking club bangers then you need (laughs) you gotta be the one to take care of that you can't you can't expect somebody to plunge your waste no no absolutely absolutely not now absolutely not now if you're leaving uh you know skid marks on there you should also be brushing them shits don't like don't don't fuck it up don't fuck this up with your intense shits i think i stand for a one man uh one movement uh stance here (laughs) yeah if you if you clog it then it is upon you to flog it with the plunger and get the yeah if you clog with your log, you're plunging, dog. Although I will say, if 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 your significant other plunges your shit for you, you found you should probably one. marry that person. Yeah, you found her. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> or, Proud of you. Or, or 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 dear God, that might be a red flag with a person. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're brown. so devoted to somebody that you would that you would uh, force their turd down through the bowl for Donovan. them. Donovan, that might be a little much. What's Donovan? Up? Brown flag. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. God damn it, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm yeah. Glad, I, glad, that, glad I got that one out. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, glad you got that one out. Kind of like this guy's. Uh, glad that he's getting these bowel movements out. Am I right, folks? <laughs> yeah, am I right, folks? <laughs> I'm going to pound yeah. the rest of this wine real quick for the outro. Mm. Boom. Uh, Moscato. Delightful. Now I'm about, I'm about done with this old chub. Uh, also fitting for the old chub that this person dropped in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Screaming brown Come on dragon. Come down to the Hollywood Improv this Friday and Saturday. I'll be headlining ahead of every comedian you've ever heard because I'm fucking hilarious. Because you're just on fire right now. Boom, boom. Well, yeah, I think it's about time to quench this fire because, as you said, we're running out of time. But uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're heading the right yeah. direction. Linear time is still operational. Uh, unfortunately, as soon as we bypass that, though, goddamn infinite podcasts <laughs> can hear us talk for all of eternity. We keep doing this long enough; it'll feel like all of eternity. You can listen to us back to back to back to back to back until I stop rapping. Nice. Big idea. Big ting. All right. You want to wrap this fucker up? Yeah, let's let's put a bow on this bitch. Uh, our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is Stephanie by excellent friends of the show, The Hayfellows, who you can find at thehayfellows.com or instagram.com slash thehayfellows. And if uh, if you got a minute, please like, comment, and subscribe on uh, iTunes. Uh, particularly that subscribe and comment and rate 
thing uh we'd really like to you know see our rating on itunes we don't got we don't got enough yet you know mine mine is not enough to rate <laughs> i gotta throw mine in there too Maybe motherfucker you didn't rate yet five star review we deserved oh god damn, damn it hey you know what you know what i'll do that right after this you and better? i will say my other my other uh call to action for our listeners uh is if you if you, if you don't mind sharing that when i post that uh suggestion box question if you got anybody you know who would want to throw one in you can think of i think at least personally answering like the direct from listener questions is my favorite thing here yeah i Uh, love that live for that yeah so if you can if you can help us or just you know yourself maybe throw a question in there or get a friend to i would really appreciate it because that's good times that'd be big tings and one final update we are testing i have the fucking equipment for this phone line the cables are standing next to me the computer uh new to me computer as in the car we're gonna pop that bad boy out see if we can get phone calls going so uh hopefully we'll actually be talking to people here soon fuck yes boom if you would like to be uh featured on the show with your voice parts and like speak to us fucking get at us uh god hold on wait let me just real quick i'm just i'm just gonna type some stuff real quick it's gonna just go over here and I'm gonna no sign out. Cue that Monty right. Python music. Create an account. Radio free bag. What you doing over there? I'm making a Gmail for us. Oh, there we go. Oh, big idea. I don't know why I didn't do this already. Yeah, shit. We can have people just email us questions and shit too, or talk to us or what have you. Finch made us a Reddit and. uh yeah, I guess I got the social media pages going, so the more points of contact, the better. When you use Gmail, you agree to give everybody all their everything. Yes! Okay, so <laughs> if you want to uh, get in touch with us, uh, email us at radiofreetotebag at gmail.com. Uh, just got that set up, like, literally just now. Uh, and uh, we hope to see you again next week if there's no other business, baby. I think that's it. I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. And we're going to miss you. Love you. Bye. Mwah. And press and record. Turn it on.